Welcome to Beside the Burn for Tuesday the 3rd of October. Uh, This is our daily devotional podcast from Burnside Presbyterian Church and we're looking back to uh, Sunday and the message that we were thinking about of where we can find Jesus in the story of the Israelites in the wilderness. Today we are turning to Numbers chapter 11 and we're going to read all of this chapter together And specifically, we're going to concentrate on one particular verse. And it's my favourite verse in the book of Numbers. It's Numbers 11, verse 23. And the Lord is speaking to Moses and he asks Moses a question. And he says, is the Lord's arm too short? Now you will see whether or not what I say will come true for you. So we're going to read all of the chapter to get this particular verse in context. But it's just such a wonderful question that the Lord asks Moses. It all centres around provision and what God is going to do. In other words, God has promised the people uh, what he is going to do for them. And they doubt him. And as usual, they are complaining to him. And the Lord then says to Moses, in effect... Do you not think that I can do what I say I will do? Do you think that my arm is too short to reach down from heaven and to provide you with what I say I will give you? And this perhaps is at the heart of many of our conversations with God where we think that God's arm is too short. We doubt that God is able to do the things that he promises us. And we think that he can't possibly reach down from heaven and help us. And therefore his arm must be too short. And it's a a crazy picture whenever the Lord puts it like this. Do you think my arm's too short? Well, whenever you put it like that, Lord, no, of course not. Your arm's long enough. You can reach wherever you want to reach. You can give whatever you want to give. You can help wherever you want to help. So it's madness for us to think that the Lord's arm is too short. And yet often, in essence, that is what we're doing. That is what we're saying. So let's read together Numbers 11 and set the verse in context. But look out for the verse whenever we read it to see what God is doing here. And again, we're in the wilderness, as this book of Numbers was originally called. We're seeing how the Israelites are um, working and what they are doing and how they are coming um, through the wilderness and, and what they are doing. And so once again, they're complaining about what God is doing. They're complaining about the food they're having to eat and about how uh, they're not getting what they need to get. So let's hear uh, God's word together. Now the people complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord. And when he heard them, his anger was aroused. Then fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. When the people cried out to Moses, he prayed to the Lord and the fire died down. So that place was called Tarbera because fire from the Lord had burned among them. So here again we have the Israelites, they're complaining, God sends fire and then God takes the fire away 
And you would think at this point that they would realize their, the error of their ways. But as we're going to find from verse 4 onwards, they are complaining again. The rabble with them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, if only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. The manna was like coriander seed and looked like resin. The people went around gathering it and then ground it in a hand mill or crushed it in a mortar. They cooked it in a pot or made it into loaves and it tasted like something made with olive oil. When the Jews settled on the camp at night, the manna also came down. Moses heard the people of every family wailing at the entrance to their tents. The Lord became exceedingly angry and Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised on oath to their ancestors? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me, give us meat to eat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you're going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me. If I have found favour in your eyes and do not let me face my own ruin. The Lord said to Moses, bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there and I will take some of the power of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. They will share the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. Tell the people, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow when you will eat meat. The Lord heard you when you wailed. If only we had meat to eat. We were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat and you will eat it. You will not eat it for just one day or two days or five, ten or twenty days, but for a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and you loathe it because you have rejected the Lord who is among you and have wailed before him saying, why did we ever leave Egypt? But Moses said, Here I am among 600,000 men on foot, and you say I will give them meat to eat for a whole month. Would they have enough if flocks and herds were slaughtered for them? Would they have enough if all the fish in the sea were caught for them? The Lord answered Moses, Is the Lord's arm too short? Now you will see whether or not what I say will come true for you. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He brought together 70 of the elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke with them and he took some of the power of the Spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. When the Spirit rested on them, they prophesied but did not do so again. However, two men whose names were Eldad and Medad had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders but did not go to the tent. 
Yet the Spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' aide since youth, spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. But Moses replied, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Then Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. Now a wind went out from the Lord and drove quail in from the sea. It scattered them up to two cubits deep all around the camp, as far as a day's walk in any direction. All that day and night and all the next day, the people went out and gathered quail. No one gathered less than ten homers. Then they spread them out all around the camp. But while the meat was still between their teeth and before it could be consumed, the anger of the Lord burned against the people and he struck them with a severe plague. Therefore the place was named Kibroth Hatava, because there they buried the people who had craved other food. From Kibroth Hatava the people travailed to Hazaroth and stayed there. Amen. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a God who provides, a God whose arm is not too short, but is able to do all that you say you will and all that you promise. We confess, Lord, that often we doubt you, often we complain and we grumble. And so, Lord, we come confessing our sin and asking for your forgiveness. Today, Lord, we want to pray for your work throughout our Presbyterian Church. We're asked to pray for deaconesses today and especially Eleanor Drysdale in Wellington and Ballymena. And we pray for her as she leads there and we pray uh, for the other helpers and that there would be sufficient leaders in the congregation. We pray for the four congregations that are joined together in Lisbelaw, Lisnesky, Maguire's Bridge and Newton Butler. And we pray for Helen and Anita and Grace and the work that they are doing there with the children in the Sunday school and ask, Lord, for your blessing to be upon it. So, Lord God, we ask all these things now in Jesus' name. Amen.